Megan, before we get into this week's episode, and this is definitely not because there's not like a full monologue bit from our Flag Means Death we can rip up for the intro, I feel like we just, we need to get in the spirit of piracy this week. Okay. Uh, I've found some good, good pirate jokes. Oh, God. Which element of the periodic table does a pirate like the best? Argon? No, it's gold! <laughs> Damn it. Why did the pirate go on holiday? I, I don't know. He was in need of some R and R. I hate this. How did Blackbeard die? I, I, I don't know. Scurvy? He had syphilis. I, I don't think that's historically accurate, actually. Well, you know what? You know what it is, though? <laughs> I thought there was gonna be a joke. I thought it was not just what Blackbeard die of syphilis. <laughs> I thought there was gonna be a gag. <laughs> so welcome to Fun Fiction, the show where two idiots ruin that thing you like, and I just uttered the words. Damn it, he didn't actually die of syphilis. Scotty Moore! Come to think of it, there's not really... It's not a fun fiction for to die of syphilis. There's nothing fun about that at all. I'm making danger. (laughs) I will say, in my joke, uh, in my attempt to find a pirate that did die of syphilis to make that joke work, I did find a lot of stuff regarding Blackbeard's ship and the fact that it had a syphilis syringe on it to treat it so apparently blackbeard had really good medical teams on board from what i'm reading all right hell hell Uh, yeah (laughs) good good. but yeah no like you you know what else doesn't care about historical accuracy Talk your fucking witty. Yeah, our, our flag means death, baby. Oh, oh, God. Okay, there were what's left of two devices known as pump clysters. We're not, we're which, not doing this. Which sounds racist. <laughs> intended for sending fluid into one's rectum. Scotty, we're not fucking... We're talking about our flag means death. We're talking about a bunch of little, like, fruity pirates... And we're doing the research here to make sure it's accurate. Taika Waititi, bring me the pump clyster scene. Wait, what's the name? The guy who actually made the show? David um, David something? It is David Jenkins. That's it. And the That's reason the I know that off the top of my head is that in JWF Wrestling, the show I've created for five years now, there is a silly little boy named Honey Mustard David Jenkins, and anytime he gets brought up now, I'm like, and he also made our flag <laughs> means death. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, like, John Smith kind of name. David yeah. Jenkins. Uh, Yeah, so he was like, hey, you know these pirates, th- these real pirates that existed? Steed Bonnet, which is such a good fucking name, and, and Blackbeard? We're going to take those names. And that's it. The <laughs> end. <Fuck> the rest. <laughs> Ships get to places in about half a day. You can road anywhere. This show has so many ships and I'm not even talking about the boat. Hey! hey!
So he was inspired to write it after learning about Steed from his wife and subsequently reading his Wikipedia article is what Wikipedia says, which A, might just be a plug for Wikipedia, but B, also the type of initiative I take in researching projects. That's what I was about to say. Like the show, and, and I love the show. It's great, but it is definitely like, yeah, I read the Wikipedia page and I figured yeah, it was good enough. You know, I'm, I am halfway tempted to say Lin-Manuel Miranda lied and never wrote read that Hamilton biography. He was just like, I went on Wikipedia and I read about Alexander Hamilton and I was inspired to write a musical. I mean, no, but Lin's a fucking nerd. You know he read it. <laughs> I love Alexander Hamilton. I don't fuck. I've been sick, so I can go right into Lin <laughs> so quickly. He's gonna say, yeah, that's a, if you're congested, that's the best time. <laughs> uh, he was particularly interested in filling in the blanks of Bonnet's life, trying to find his motivations for abandoning his family, as well as understanding why Blackbeard took him under his wing. So he did write real person fan fiction, which we don't traditionally encourage on this show no. but i feel like <laughs> it's old enough that we're fine uh from the outset he envisioned it centering on a romantic relationship between bonnet and blackbeard which i love but also damn what an immediate buck wild take to have on this whole situation i know it's just like he went just immediately from like pirates filling in the gaps in their lives gay pirates gay pirates gay pirates. it's like yeah <laughs> this show jump scared me with how gay it is because <laughs> I watched that's a, probably that's a sentence, my man. I probably watched like the first three episodes one night, and they are they're funny. They're really good episodes, but they're also fairly like tame. Like there's a there's a like an introduction introduction of a few characters uh, like who are gay, and then like two days later on Twitter, everyone at once was like. Y'all see how gay this shit got? Look how gay this fucking show is, dude. And I was like, wow, I have got to watch the rest of this, huh? Now I have to watch all of it. Yeah, that was the same. That I was like an episode or two in when the internet exploded about the gayness. Yeah. And yeah, no, the first few episodes are good. It really doesn't take off until Taiko Waititi shows up. Not just because of the gay, but also because... Blackbeard is a great fucking character. He's a very great character. And also, uh, firstly, I saw Taika was attached to this. I didn't know Taika was in it. And I had the most shocking moment of my life because I not only realized in one moment, A, Taika Waititi's in this show. I also realized, B, Taika Waititi can fucking get it. Oh, my God. You, you're realizing this very... Uh, Many of us, we done been new. <laughs> this is not news. He's a handsome fucking dude. And Dave David Jenkins took one look at him and said, put that fuck historical accuracy. Put that man in a leather crop top. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying like before I was like, I would cuddle Taika Waititi. Now I believe the verb would be ravage. And like, <laughs> my God. And it's such a fun character through this whole thing. Because he's just kind of like a bored god of the sea who's like, let's see what fucking weird shit we can get into this week. It's so good. And and then what is it? Because well, it's like I want to start and then I want to talk about Izzy, Izzy Hands and what, a, what an absolutely tightly wound little freak he is. And well, we're going <laughs> to talk about Izzy Hands. Don't worry. Uh, and. But to go into that, I feel like we got to talk about, and this has been said multiple times on the internet, that 
there's like three different genres of show happening in this in this romantic comedy pirate show and that's steed and his crew or maybe just the crew they're in a muppet movie they're fucking they're human muppets holy shit you are so fucking right right now (laughs) and i i love them all i i love i think uh, apart from from Jim and um, Aluande, uh, Frenchie is my favorite. J- Jim and Aluande, you mean the two that aren't Muppets? Yes, it's like it's the two sh- human characters <laughs> in the are. Muppet movie. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. Although, too, although Aluande has big Kermit the Frog energy. Oh fuck! You're right. <laughs> you're actually right. I was gonna do a whole different thing where we tier list them. Now I kind of just want to say what Muppet is <laughs> each our flag means death character. That's not a bad idea. Uh, so yeah, that they're they're all in the Muppet movie. Steed and and Ed and Blackbeard. Ed, hello, there, Ed. Ed. They are in a just straight up sincere romantic comedy. Yeah, Izzy Izzy hands is in black sales. <laughs> Izzy hands the one person is in a completely different movie from everybody else. And that's why he's miserable. He's in a, a grim, gritty pirate show where, like, maybe you can. Well, this isn't fair because Black Sails is also very gay, and whatever show yeah. Izzy's in is one where you can only be gay via angsty subtext. That man wants to fuck Blackbeard so bad, <laughs> and he will never so admit bad. it. Nope. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very good. Uh, for me, of the main, like, cat, the Muppets, of the Muppets, <laughs> I think it might be Lucius. I started out very low on the Lucius train, and then as, like, every episode went out, I'm like, no, I love them. I love them just, so much. I do love Lucius, but I just, there's something just really endearing about Frenchie, and every fucking insane thing he says. Frenchie is very good. My favorite um, Lucius quote was, you think you're cute? I think I'm just so-so, but I've decided to carry myself like I am cute. And I'm like, that's that's big Scotty more energy if I've ever heard it. Yeah, no, he has so many good lines. I love when uh, Steed's sad after Ed leaves the ship and he's like, lucky for you, I am a fantastic fantastic at breakups and mm-hmm. then he he goes to like the shore or whatever and drops the box of uh he's like take take your shit <laughs> he's like uh-huh. oh i noticed there wasn't any of the nice like the lavender bath soaps and he's like it's not a care package <laughs> <laughs> lucius has big starbucks morning manager energy <laughs> just like i'm gonna do what i can to keep this shit together <laughs> you hold that <laughs> hold gonna... that thought for later <laughs> Yes. <laughs> do we want to do a tier list? Because like this is a show that is plot wise uh, kind of heavy, but not super heavy. Like literally, we could just be like, so there's this foppish boy who wants to be a pirate, gets the worst pirates of all time. <laughs> they sail on a boat, and then suddenly the best pirate ever is like, let's figure this shit out, and Blackbeard <laughs> joins them. And then they fall deeply in love, and you get a whole who's who of comedians and, and whatnots. Uh, one thing I do before, I guess, we break down to, like, characters and stuff that I do want to mention is it has been, as someone who was, like, a big fan of, like, Flight of the Concords and stuff, like, when yep. that was popular, it is really weird seeing Reese Darby become, like, a, a Tumblr sexy man. <laughs> 
Oh, I didn't know they had taken him there yet. I didn't oh, know yeah. they took our boy there. Oh yeah. Well, because like again, take away TD. Like we we we've done we done do. But yeah, <laughs> done been people on Tumblr want to fuck Reese Darby, and it's it's something. I mean, I'd argue he's more fuckable in Jumanji. But I mean, that's just me at this point. <laughs> I just um, can't see him. I don't. I can't. I don't. Like, I think he's. I think he's a fucking hilarious actor. He's in an episode of X Files. Um, when they the, the when they came back and did like oh, okay. the one. Yeah, no, not. The, and he plays this dude who. Oh God, I can't remember it exactly. That he's like a like a lizard man or some kind of like fucked up monster. But obviously yeah. he's looks like himself and he's like, I've been turned into a human and I can't I can't change back. And he's like a wear man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so good. He is. He's a Muppet of a human being. Like, I know he's not in the Muppet part of this show, but he is a Muppet of a human. He is. Um, he also like they he was initially considered. And then they're like, oh, let's see if we can find someone new or someone else. And then they were like, Steve Bonnet is an unlikable horrible human so we have to have like we have to have the exact antithesis of that playing it otherwise no one will like this character <laughs> and uh darby responded to the casting and talking about branching out into a leading role in the most steed bonnet way possible which is by saying i looked at myself in how much experience i've had over the years and i well i felt maybe it's time to step up I'm like holy shit that you're just him oh, huh? that is that's incredibly <laughs> steed bonnet <laughs> uh-huh uh, i also adore their introduction of uh taika as blackbeard our blackbeard is a legend a lover a fighter a tactical genius a poetic soul and also quite possibly insane only one man could play this role and it is taika Waititi. <laughs> like a fucking wrestling entrance for taika Waititi is blackbeard his god his delivery of like so many like a uh, uh, fucking doggy heaven doggy heaven was so good uh on the way over and this may rival uh um kind but i was trying to get into the taika voice and i just kept in a very frustrated voice saying i'm fucking blackbeat and that's the only way like if you're ever in trouble that's how you need to end the sentence i know i was driving 45 miles per hour i'm fucking blackbeat <laughs> i just love when when izzy just like puts his hand on his shoulder and he's like it's time. Send him to doggy heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he's crying in the tub and he's like, I don't want you to go to doggy heaven. Sorry, did you say doggy heaven? <laughs> yeah. Who's going to light you on fire and burn your <laughs> thing and assume your identity? Is that, is that still in the cards? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was it. That was live. <laughs> is that still in the cards? If not, that could be cool. <laughs> oh, and that's not even talking about like the random... Like, basically, the guests in each episode, like, you had Will Arnett as, like, Blackbeard's shitty college friend. <laughs> okay, do we want to... We can tier list right now. All right, yeah, through let's, let's do it. Since you already brought up this little shit, Will Arnett... <laughs> I love him. He is the closest thing I think of in, like, real life to a wrestling heel in movies. It's just, like, you want a character as <laughs> annoying as shit? Get Will Arnett in there. Yeah, he's definitely uh, found a niche. <laughs> yeah, but he fucking 
He killed the bird, and like that is unforgivable for me. He did. He did kill the bird. He killed Carl. Carl the seagull, who's owned yep. by by Buttons, who is a strange man, <laughs> who also curses Calico Jack to die by like fucking cannonball at the end of the episode. Yes. Um, oh, and he I- and he has summer teeth. Oh, that's right. Summer teeth. <laughs> some aren't. <laughs> I say B tier, maybe. I give him like C tier. He sucks so much, but he does. I, I feel like he's doing a really good Kevin Sorbo kind of bit the whole time, and I did appreciate oh, yeah. that. It's almost like I he came in at the wrong time to make me like him. Like he came in to be exactly what he is, and the and that's the worst. Yep. Speaking of the worst, Antoinette and Gabrielle. I love them. Oh, God, because it's... um, It's Nick Kroll yes. and Kristen Shaw. Yes, and I, I'm always so happy when Kristen Shaw shows up. She actually uh, started in Flight of the Concords as well. Oh, yeah, that's That she right. was like their one fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that was so weird because I got super into Gravity Falls and it was like, wait a minute, this is a very recognizable voice. <laughs> It's weird. You're either constantly in a state of that's Christian Shaw's voice or a state of that's Mabel's voice. Because when I started watching Gravity Falls a lot, I would be like, oh, look, it's Mabel. Now when I watch Gravity Falls, I'm like, no, fuck. Now I can't separate it from being Christian Shaw shit. <laughs> See, for my brother, it's always, oh, that's Louise because he always, he watched Bob's Burgers. <laughs> ah, OK. I say B tier, maybe A tier. I, I give him. I don't know. B B tier. Yeah, I'll B tier them. They were mean to my boy. They, they were, were mean to my boy Blackbeard. But it was very funny. <laughs> um, let's see. Fucking Fred Armisen as <laughs> random man who gets <laughs> married and die. <laughs> it's the days he he's the keeper of the nose, the jar of noses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he's C tier, I guess. I don't know. I'm tempted to put him lower because I did watch his Netflix comedy. Actually, no, that's just it, talking about Fred Armisen, the person, not the character. Uh, was his Netflix special not good? It's really rough. My, I mean, if you're a drummer, maybe like that's the whole bit is if you're a drummer, the jokes are for you. But also I'm like, no, bud, it's not good. I see. Spanish fucking Jack. Oh, A tier. A tier. A tier. A tier. I fucking I would, love Leslie Jones so much because Leslie Jones shows up and is like, who am I playing? Yeah, like a pirate from like the 1700s. I'll just be myself if that's okay and it's gonna work. <laughs> what is it that she, she's like, revenge ages you. I'm 25 years old. <laughs> <laughs> 25 fucking years old. <laughs> she's amazing. She has a fake hand. She smokes a cigar. Like she fucking rules. She is an absolute badass. I'm just gonna put her in D tier now, Steed's X. I don't what's wrong with her? She's fine. She actually I really like that they humanized her and they showed that both of them had to find their own happinesses, and she found her happiness by becoming a painter and fucking Tim Timber Eric. I can never I don't know who is who. I just knew it was a Tim and Eric. It's Tim, but his name is Doug, and also I kind of want to put him, like, high. I kind of really loved Doug. <laughs> Doug, Doug the art teacher. What, what, so what was your problem with Mary? I don't, she did try to kill Steed at because one point. she did, which was very funny that she was going to kebab his fucking brain. Um, but it was mm-hmm. because she, she, she had felt freedom, and now she was trapped again. Yeah. I I really liked her. I was glad that the show went out of its way to, like, humanize her. 
I, I agree. I don't mind that she got humanized, but also I'm just like, you're not the character I was with for this whole show. Uh, yeah, where do you want to put her then? I'd put her in, in like C or B. I'll let her hang with Calico Jack there you up in go. C. <laughs> where the fuck is Doug going? Doug also is C tier. S tier. <laughs> S tier Doug. He's just a horny man. I thought he, he was. He just seemed pretty nice. He was fine. Like, I think everyone else kind of had an accent, and he was just like, yes. hey, I'm Doug. He, he's very aggressively the only one who doesn't have, like, any kind... Or did Fred Armisen have an accent? Outside of just his Fred Armisen accent, not really, but <laughs> Fred Armisen's accent walks across the room like, consistently. Yeah, it's true. Oh, uh, that was one of the things I read about Fred Armisen, is one of his exes did say... Of all the impressions that he's learned to do, he still does not know how to impersonate a normal human being. And I'm like, oh my god, that's, decimated this man. That's rough, Jesus. I think we may be on to the Muppets. Oh, wait, no, um, homeboy what got stabbed in the face. Oh, the the sh- shitty Navy guy? Yeah. F, whatever, lowest tier. I, yeah, D tier. Yeah. Bitch boy. Bitch boy. Bitch boy and then bitch boy's twin brother, which is a very funny bit. <laughs> uh, bird. A. <laughs> Are you going to say Carl is not A tier? <laughs> uh, no, I just I just meant how quickly I was expecting me to say bird. You'd be like, oh, you mean Carl. Well, Carl is this bird. <laughs> and instead you're like, bird, A fucking tier. <laughs> Put that bird in A tier right now. Carl is a good Christian seagull. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's married. He has a wife. <laughs> Calico Jack murders him. The Swede. Oh, God. He's so weird. He is real weird, ain't he? Um, I'd say C or B for me for the Swede. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a C plus B minus. C plus B, B minus. <laughs> Lucius. A. I mean, you know S exists, right? Or are you saving S? No, I forgot S exists. Lucius could be S, dear. I, yeah, S tier. I am, um, if, if they actually fucking killed my child. Yeah. I'm gonna be upset. I mean, I know we're in the middle of, like, the tier rankings, but do we want to, like, break for a hot second to talk about how uh, the very last episode of the show went, like, hey, fuck you. Hey, hey, you know how this has been, like, a fun pirate romp with a little bit of feels? Hey, fuck fuck you and they didn't even know this is the worst part they didn't know whether or not they were going to get a season two when they did that shit oh my god those monsters <laughs> that blackbeard goes full uh second act of the romantic comedy when there's been like the breakup and everything that he he enters his fucking goth face yes and it's like the it's like that tumblr meme where it's like no longer evil just want to be loved and then replies with evil again <laughs> and yeah he takes over the ship he makes izzy eat one of his own toes um i forgot he ate it it's so Shit. fucked up uh he th- throws lucius overboard and we already know that lucius says he can't swim and oh. and i i really worried um he strands the majority of the crew but he does kidnap jim because jim is good at murder Yes, I did like that where they were like, he was like, I'm going to keep a few of them because they can do some shit. <laughs> uh, and that's where you're left. That is what we're left with. And yeah, they didn't know they were going to get a season two. They- it's a little fucking frustrating at this point. 
it is the most open-ended finale of all time of like, yeah, we got no fucking clue what's going to be happening now. It is the most blue balls ass finale. Let's see. I guess, should we go with our good they, them, Jim? S. S tier, yeah. Yes. Like, just, uh, it's so good because like their whole like introduction and stuff is crazy. Their backstory is so good. They are played by a non-binary actor, um... And part of the reason their story is good is there are multiple non-binary writers in the writer's room. You fucking love to see it. Show's so fucking gay. <laughs> I know. Uh, we John. Uh, <laughs> like we. It's like he doesn't really do anything specific, but it's just like, yeah, he's there. He's there to be we John. He is. I like his uh, little I- star tattoo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Allah one day. S. I'm bet- I I wasn't sure if we wanted to go all the way, but yeah, S tier. You have to. Him and Jim are so fucking cute together. I am realizing we're crafting like the LGBTQ group table at like the lunchroom <laughs> oh, with no. the S tier right now. Oh no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Frenchie. Yeah, but Fr- I Frenchie's like A tier. Yeah, Frenchie is A tier. I-, I think at this point, uh, Black Pete. C. Like, he's so annoying. Like, yeah, him and Lucius are cute together, but he's so fucking annoying. Do you have this weird thing, that, and it happens in my life a lot, where you, just, like, gay bias comes up, and if you find out a character's gay, you're instantly like, you know what? <laughs> They're pretty cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. It is a thing where it's like, it's like, <laughs> Black Pete's really annoying, but I want to give him more points because he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only red <laughs> About. How can we sympathy him up to a B? How can we get him up there? <laughs> it's gonna be real sad because his boyfriend's drowned. <laughs> uh, Roach. I'd say Ro- Roach is like a solid BA. He's pretty funny. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll throw a, I'll throw that the B in there. I'm, oh God. Fang. I love. Okay, F- is Fang the one who gets his dick portraitured by Lucius? I think <laughs> it is. That's so fucking good. Where he's just like, have you ever had your portrait taken? <laughs> okay, hold on. Who got their dick drawn on <laughs> like our they, they flag? Make, they make you think that he's just drawing him and it's like Titanic and like he's nude and then like it pans out and you see he is only drawing the dick. <laughs> but the, that's not even the gag. The gag is like everyone is aware of it and they're like, yeah, that's a God. That is a great dick you drew. <laughs> And then immediately he's like, how how about if uh, your boyfriend finds out about this? Hey, Blackfeet! (laughs) Drew a dick! He's just like, cool! And Izzy's like, god damn it, thwarted by the LGBTQ once again. (laughs) (laughs) Is the only difference in tier for Fang and Ivan the difference between one getting their dick drawn and the other one not? Well, okay, Fang's all... Is Fang also the one who... Blackbeard made him kill his dog and send it to doggy heaven. I think so. I think we have to rank Fang higher than Ivan. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll do a Fang B tier and an Ivan C tier. Sure. Or maybe even D. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. (laughs) (laughs) God, what's the boy's name? Birdman. uh, Buttons? Buttons, yeah. He's pretty fucking high up there. Yeah, for me. Buttons is great. He's so fucking bizarre. Um, I say A for Buttons. Yeah, yeah, I'd give I'd give Buttons an A. Okay, now I'm just looking at 
Ristar v. Taika Waititi and uh, Khan O'Neill <laughs> right now. I'm just going to casually throw all of these up onto the S tier and ignore everything else. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, no, Steed's in S tier too. <laughs> the other time, I was like, Izzy Hands is definitely going in. Blackbeard is. Does the main character deserve S tier? <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. If for no other reason than, uh, actually, two two things make Steed S tier for me. Yeah. One, uh, when they were doing the um, what's it, the fuckery or whatever, and oh, yeah. he puts on like the black like theater director turtleneck and shit, uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh, the second is um, how fucking over the top, elaborate, and needlessly like convoluted his like faking his death plan was oh yeah yeah. <laughs> it's like a, he gets run over a piano falls on him he's mauled to death by a leopard <laughs> shit i forgot about that whole because like i binged it and i forgot about that whole last scene where a fucking car hits him a piano falls down onto the car shit that's so good honestly of all of them the one that stands out to me the most though is he fucking hands so good. I it's Con O'Neill has has a hell of a, had a hell of a job to do, and goddamn it, he did it. <laughs> Con fucking Neil, who's very active on Twitter, and I'm definitely gonna make this the tweet <laughs> preview for the episode next week and tag them in it, and just be like, "Hey, you're handsome and talented, and just like retweet this. It's no big deal." He's uh he's retweeted some very horny fan art, so yeah. <laughs> got a shot <laughs> let's do this god <laughs> yeah no that's that that character just fucking is so enthralling to me in general because he is the yin to steeds yang he is the one who's like actually blackbeard just needs to murder people <laughs> I, I actually <laughs> you fucked shit up here <laughs> yeah uh steed is like i can fix him he's like i can make it worse i can make it worse (laughs) so my fan fiction this week i did a megan where i just took a character i really liked and said i'm just gonna retell the story but from their perspective yay i want to see a scotty character study yeah and it is i mean we've already spoiled a shit ton of the show (laughs) so this shouldn't come as a surprise but spoilers because this is almost the entirety of what happens with izzy on our flag means death. <clears throat> His name was Izzy Hands. He was the right hand man, the second in charge, but the first mate to the infamous Edward Teach, better known as Blackbeard. If there was ever a problem on Blackbeard's ship, Izzy was there to handle it. For Izzy, however, Blackbeard was more than a captain. He was an idol, a goalpost, a physical embodiment of Izzy's biggest dream to be a ruthless pirate captain. As ashamed as he would be to outwardly admit this as a man in his mid-fifties, Izzy's biggest goal in life could be summed up as, when I grow up, I want to be like Blackbeard. Don't ask him about the mathematics of how that works with Blackbeard being younger than him. He's already thought about it. You've distilled Izzy hands down to his barest essence. (laughs) Sis, look, if you pause it right there, you can see the moment Izzy hands soul leaves his body. (laughs) Sailing under the most ruthless pirate in the seven seas had its perks for sure, but also its fair share of abuse, abandonments, and bizarre assignments. Most of which Izzy had thought to be behind him. 
It brought a smile to his face when he would manage to kick a new recruit in the exact same rib that Blackbeard broke when he kicked Izzy in his first year sailing with him. Unfortunately, while the abuse wasn't as often endured by Mr. Hands anymore, it was now more precise. Blackbeard no longer needed the bluntness of a kick to the ribs to get Izzy doing what Blackbeard needed him to do. Now it simply took one look, and Izzy was off to handle it. It was that look that sent Hands off on the grand quest to find the man known as Steed Bonnet, known as the Gentleman Pirate, and he found himself on the collision course with Blackbeard. A collision course that confused Izzy Hands more than anybody else. You see, while Blackbeard found himself as the physical embodiment of Izzy's dreams, Steed was quite possibly the antithesis of those dreams. He wasn't willing to do what it took to be a ship captain. He didn't have the bloodlust of Blackbeard and nowhere near his intellect. Nevertheless, Izzy Hands did as he was asked and made contact with the gentleman pirate. And everything Izzy had been told about Steed Bonnet was somehow extremely understated. <laughs> he wasn't simply some fop in a powdered wig tooling about the seas. He was a complete imbecile. He had no idea what he was doing. He wasn't a pirate. He was quite simply a fool destined to fall. And despite that, Blackbeard would never just let him fall. And eventually Izzy had enough and confronted the great Blackbeard, who let Izzy know that his dreams weren't dying but instead going to be lived out. Blackbeard was going to fake his own death, use Steed's body as a double, and in that case, the ship would need a new captain. And Izzy Hands could handle it. Izzy was elated. As elated as Izzy could be. <laughs> Every waking minute was spent staring at the ship and pondering what changes he would make, what flag he would raise, what islands would be raided. But as the days went on, those makeshift treasure maps in his mind, the multiple sails, the figurehead of a topless mermaid all began to fade away as he saw Blackbeard himself begin to fade. The man he once saw violently slaughter an entire city to claim one single barrel of rum was suddenly playing dress-up and going to fancy dinner parties. He was learning about soup spoons and duck forks or whatever it was Bonnet was on. And one thing became abundantly clear. If anybody was going to take care of Steed Bonnet, it was Izzy. He realized that if Edward Teach no longer wanted to be Blackbeard, then he'd have to handle it. Unfortunately for Izzy, he was entering battle as a pirate in a ship of bonnets. He was entering bloodthirsty, violent, ready to kill for what he deserved against an army of yellow bellies that would sooner put on a dinner show than raid a village. Izzy challenged Bonnet to a duel and he knew the rules were against him. Izzy was clearly surrounded by a biased jury that was willing to throw him overboard at any moment. So his only option was to kill Steed Bonnet, which I'm sure you can understand Izzy had no trouble getting over. What he did have trouble getting over, however, was the fact that Steed was suddenly... weirdly accomplished at swashbuckling. <laughs> Izzy, Izzy had no trouble noticing that the majority of Bonnet's newly acquired techniques were quite simply hand-me-downs from Edward. Moves that Blackbeard taught Izzy himself early in his swashbuckling career. Moves that Izzy had to learn through bloody fight after fight. Moves that Izzy nearly died learning. And moves that Blackbeard taught to Steed Bonnet like it was simply a new variation on the waltz. The fury grew in hands until he finally had Steed dead to rights and sent his sword straight through the coward's gut, pinning him against a mask. And that's when Izzy heard that little pest remark... 
Did I do it right? While staring panicked at Blackbeard. Did he fucking do it right? That's when Izzy looked down to notice very little blood emerging from the wound and very little life exiting the body of Steed Bonnet, but that wouldn't be a problem for long. The fact that Izzy's sword was three inches deep into a wooden mast, however, would prove to be a problem. Especially as hands pulled back on that sword to bury it once again into the gentleman's pirate's body, only to find his hilt broken and his sword inoperable. Which, by all the rules of a duel, meant Steed fucking Bonnet had won, and Izzy was unceremoniously <laughs> tossed away. Once again, abused, abandoned, and ignored by Blackbeard. Actually, you know what? No. By Edward fucking Teach. Which is why Izzy decided to finally give Ed a taste of the medicine he had been shoving down his gullet for years. Izzy had always been there to handle the messes that Blackbeard left behind. Well, Izzy intended to send his way a mess that he couldn't clean up. A mess that would wash away all of Bonnet's interlopings. And a mess that would finally cover Edward Teach's black heart back up with soot and return unto the world Blackbeard. Spanish Jackie, Calico Jack, and shocking even Izzy himself, the Royal fucking Navy, I guess, all align with one man in their sights. Steed Bonnet. The plan went off. Well, the plan went off. Uh, not exactly going to assign a good or bad modifier to that. Uh, on one hand, Izzy had to come to grips with the fact that the man he knew as Blackbeard was dead and instead had been replaced by some yellow-bellied kiss-ass to the Queen. But on the other hand, he also got an entire boat and a crew, and he was suddenly flung forward into the success that he had always dreamed of. Izzy Hands was the captain of a motherfucking pirate ship, and it felt... kind of the same, weirdly. He woke up the same way, got off the bed the same direction, went to scream at the crew in the same order. He just... he got to say he was the captain now. And that's what infuriated Izzy Hands the most. The fact that... He was right. You see, for the longest time, he saw Blackbeard as a vengeful, malicious spirit of the seas that could exercise his very will with the raising of an eyebrow. He was a monster of the oceans on par with the Kraken itself, but Steed Bonnet forced Blackbeard's hand. He forced him to show the world, and more importantly, Izzy, that Blackbeard was quite simply just a human. And Izzy didn't want to admit it, but now realizing how short his reach is, even as a vicious pirate captain, Izzy finds that it's lonely up on the top. And that the thing that he's really been dreaming of is having the real Blackbeard back. He spent the next few days sailing quietly, coming to grips with the bloodshed, the betrayals, the steps he took to get to the top, and the fact that all he's wanted since was to get back down. Staring at that bloody trail up the mountain, he climbed and terrified to turn around and see the path back down that his crew was quickly carrying him towards. When suddenly they see a small ship on the horizon, a rowboat that seemed to be carried by the winds of the Devil's Hounds themselves. Izzy could swear he saw a plume of black fog surrounding him as he arrived and climbed on board. Tears nearly came to his eyes as Izzy Hans saw him. Blackbeard. The Blackbeard. 
he would come to regret those sentimental feelings a few hours and a few less toes later. <laughs> Maybe it took a trip amongst the mortals to make the Kraken realize that it was just a monster all along, but... Steed, Bonnet, whatever, whatever he did, he awoke something in Edward. Something dark, and Izzy, more than anything, wanted to go ashore, walk up to that foppish idiot, and shake his hand. Because he finally did what a man is supposed to do. He finally put things back right. Steed Bonnet tried to change the world of pirates. He tried to make monsters into men, and he tried to fix what was broken, and he tried to interfere in a world he didn't belong in. But now, Steed's back on the mainland, chomping away at vegetables with a broccoli fork or whatever. Blackbeard is back on the seas, and his heart is growing darker and harder by the second. And Izzy Hands is the man back by his side. Because... No one else can handle it. The ends. Oh, that was so good. He's such a good character. He man. is. Like he 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 sucks so much. He's such a little he's such a freaky little shit. He's <laughs> such a great character. Um I I I forgot I forgot about what you say that they uh the it's so funny when he is the captain and the crew's just like the, the no. You you can't. Yeah, I'll t I'll tell Dad if you try to make me do any work. <laughs> Get the fuck off the boat. <laughs> Just like yeah, we can do a little mutiny. No, that was really good and. I very much enjoyed it. I think it's just an interesting character in general. Like there was another path I thought about going down was this idea that he also has to initially have some sympathy slash fear for Steed of like no, you don't want to get involved with being this close to Blackbeard. Yeah. Because he will kill your soul. And then once he realizes that... I was very inspired, of all things, by student loan forgiveness for this one. Excuse me? Izzy Hands has... It, it, to, Steed Bonnet is getting his student loans forgiven. And Izzy Hands has very big, no, I did this punishing thing. You gotta deserve it too, energy. Okay, yeah. Okay, when you say it like that, it makes sense. My brain does things sometimes <laughs> and I just gotta let it make the stories it makes. Our flag means death. Oh, the student loans show. Yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's what I did. What did you bring to the table for the pirates? So I'm glad that I'm uh, going second because that was like a very like introspective, very like kind of dark uh, character study. And I'm gonna oh, no. bring it home with some with some just like some real goofy fluff, <laughs> some real goofy nonsense fluff. So. Because this is like such a sincere, like fucking show, I I did a a sincere air quotes uh, fan fiction in the sense that it's our flag means death coffee shop AU. Oh no, the classics, baby! And when I say that I wrote it, I wrote an outline for it because okay. you know me, you know what I'm like. Uh, so it's it's not like a full ass fic. There's like maybe four lines of dialogue and the rest of it is just bullshit but it's fun it's good it's fun so steed bonnet has a, a midlife crisis and quits like his boring nothing job as part of his like, his wealthy family's company or whatever and he runs off to an exciting life in the big city to pursue his true passion running a cat cafe and bakery 
I thought you were gonna say he leaves his life of piracy behind <laughs> to open a cat cafe. It would also be good. No, no. So it's a modern AU. Like, so what, I'm, I'm basically I'm giving instructions to like a, a talented, more talented fic writer with like time on their hands and stuff who can like do this properly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because everyone loves cats, cookies, and coffee, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Never mind that Steed is terrible at baking, can't make a decent cup of coffee, and also cats hate him and frequently try to claw his face off. It's fine. It's great. He buys the space next door to a place called Blackbeard's Bar and Grill and Other Delicacies and Fishing Equipments. <laughs> and diner and drive in <laughs> and, and dive. I had, I had like, you can't, you can't not use it. <laughs> so he buys a space next door to Blackbeard's Bar and Grill and Other Delicacies and Fishing Equipment and gets to work. In this case, work is adopting a swarm of surly cats from the local shelter and attempting to hire some staff. The thing is, the only people willing to work for someone who very clearly has no idea what the fuck they're doing or how to run a business are an interesting bunch. There's Frenchie, who despite knowingly taking the job, is terrified of cats, which the cats seem to be able to tell because they won't stop trying to cuddle with him. Jim, who keeps throwing knives at the wall in the kitchen, and Aluande, who applied for the job together with Jim and has, quote, totally used an espresso machine before. And of course, there's Buttons, who's actually a wonderful baker, but Steed keeps finding him working in the kitchen wearing an apron and nothing else. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Pete stands around the counter doing absolutely nothing, but nonetheless constantly bitching about how the cafe he worked at before was so much better in every way, <laughs> while Steed still hasn't gotten the full or real names of Roach, Wee John, and a man who makes a perfect cappuccino, but only answers to the Swede. <laughs> Finally... There's Lucius, who is the extremely yes. overqualified homosexual holding this nightmare of an establishment together. He's yes. the only one who knows how to do inventory, keep the books, and lie to the health inspector. <laughs> you love to fucking see it, folks. <laughs> Shortly after opening, Steed goes next door with some chocolate chip cookies for the staff of Blackbeard's Bar and Grill and other delicacies and fishing equipment where he meets the owner, Ed Blackbeard Teach, and his sneering underling, Izzy Hands. Steed cheerfully says he looks forward to being neighbors, and Izzy spits out a mouthful of a truly terrible cookie and laughs him out the door. He turns to Ed and says that Steed's business won't last a week, but Ed's too busy staring at Steed as he leaves, looking far too interested for Izzy's liking. Eventually, the cafe known as... I'm so sorry. The Brewvenge... Because there's no good fucking pun for revenge and anything having to do with coffee or cats or cafes, so it's the fucking revenge. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> it's basically become a local meme, with people coming in just to see the absolute chaos for themselves and also, you know, like pet a cat or two. So, shockingly, they managed to stay in business long enough to start seriously getting on their neighbor's nerves. Uh, Steed causes a grease fire that spreads next door. The cats keep somehow escaping the cafe and appearing inside Blackbeard's establishment. At one point, Buttons fell out of their air vents, nude of course, with no idea how he got there. And one particularly memorable incident where one of Blackbeard's bar and grill and other delicacies and fishing equipment's regulars, Jackie, is attacked by Jim, who tears through the front door hurling both obscenities and knives. Something about avenging their family, nobody was really able to catch it, but 
It scared off most of the customers and a video of it ended up on YouTube. It's after that whole thing, and as he finds himself carrying yet another disgruntled cat back into the arms of Steed Bonnet that Izzy has had enough. He rants to his boss about how he can't take it anymore, how this clearly incompetent idiot and his ragtag gang of lunatics are somehow not only doing good business, but also driving away theirs. And he finishes up being like, and the pastries aren't even good. And Ed, who has been watching Steed miraculously fail upwards, mostly focusing on the fact that he thinks he's dreamy, only catches like a third of what Izzy says and is like, oh, pastries. I'd murder a chocolate croissant right now. Izzy's like, no, no, focus. We, we need to go over there. We need to give them a piece of our mind. And Ed's like, yeah, I'll go over and do that right now. And I will also incidentally get a chocolate croissant. I would love to be doing this in the accent, but I can't fucking do a New Zealand accent. And Ed is struck by the unbridled, constant nonsense happening inside the doors of the Brewvenge. There's cats running everywhere, unmanaged, smoke coming out of the kitchen, and Steed Bonnet looking up at Ed with a bright, delighted smile on his face. Except now I'm gonna do it anyway, because I, I feel like I can't say anything like Reese Darby says without doing it. Like, it's like, Ed! Ed, I'm so Ed. glad- Ed! Hello, Ed! I'm so glad you finally decided to pay us a visit! And, uh, Ed says, uh, your, your sleeve's on fire there, mate. And he goes, oh, fuck, not again, Lucius! <laughs> and Lucius emerges with the fire extinguisher and sprays him down, and Ed is laughing his ass off. It's several hours later that he returns to his own establishment, nibbling a chocolate croissant that's only kind of bad, and clearly not having given anyone any kind of talking to. When Izzy confronts him about it, Ed admits that he had fun at Steed's Cafe, that in order to be successful, he and Izzy had made Blackbeard's Bar and Grill and other delicacies and fishing equipment such a tightly run ship Ah. ah. That he'd forgotten that part of the reason he'd even opened the place was to have fun working with his friends. You can't be serious, Izzy mutters. If this keeps up, they're going to put us out of business. And suddenly, Ed has a great idea. He'll start hanging out at Steed's Cafe more regularly to get close to him and learn his weaknesses in order to hatch a plan to close the cafe. And he knows he can rely on Izzy to keep Blackbeard's Bar and Grill and other delicacies and fishing equipment while he goes and spends time with Steed. Strictly for finding weaknesses. No other reason. Don't read into it. And that's how Ed becomes an intern after the Brewvenge. And honestly, that's as far as I got, but feel free to take it from there, fanfic writers. Give us the slow burn romance, followed by a messy breakup after Ed takes the fall for Steed getting busted by the health inspector. <laughs> I'm not sure how we'd end up at Steed running away and Ed taking over the cafe, firing the staff and potentially murdering Lucius, but I'm sure y'all can figure it out. The mental image <laughs> of like this extreme dive bar with like people throwing glasses <laughs> and a heavy metal band playing and then like through the door you hear the ding dong and then it just pans and you see Reese Darby with like a pan of muffins. That is exactly yeah the intended image. <laughs> just, hello I'm new to the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Whole bar goes quiet. Uh, hello there. New to the neighborhood. Uh, lemon poppy seed anyone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just starts walking through and I do think they need to be like actually quietly picking up the muffins and eating them, and everyone vomits on the way behind it uh, then th I have one small change that I would do keep okay. Lucius there every cat is based off one of the crew members <laughs> instead Lucius is our only human the rest are just the cats 
I mean, there's a tiny cat that always has a pigeon on its head. There's one cat that doesn't have a gender, but it has a lot of knives. <laughs> Shit, it's not. It's not a bad thought. <laughs> <laughs> what two things come to mind when you think about our flag means death? Cat cafes. <laughs> And fucking student loan forgiveness, baby. It all makes sense. This is fun fiction. All right. Well, um, we fixed our flag means death, I think. So, Taika, give us the hit us up. Give us the money. Let, Let us- me be in Thor 5. <laughs> Thorv, as it's known. <laughs> <laughs> you are laughing inappropriately hard at the concept of Thor. It was just the way you delivered it. <laughs> uh, but we do need to move on to the future, and next week is your week. Oh no! Oh shit! I wasn't. I'm not prepared. I wasn't prepared for this. I wasn't ready. You want to do Owl House? Man, I don't have any fucking clue what that show's about. So yeah, absolutely. All right, fuck yeah. I've been told it's like Gravity Falls adjacent. It's like Gravity Falls, but um, magic and uh, even actually darker than Gravity Falls. And, oh, and, shit. And gayer. Yay! <laughs> and that's still going, too, isn't it? Aren't they like they're... they're... Yeah, it's like wrapping up because it got canceled! Oh, no. Well, that's just to continue the fun fiction curse. We haven't brought it up in a very long time, but now um, it's a retroactive curse. Ah, okay. But, uh, yeah, let's 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 keep the gay train rolling. Yeah. It's, it's June, baby! Happy 10-year anniversary to Gravity Falls as well. Oh, yes. that's what I wanted to put into your fan fiction, was the moment that, like, they're all down and out, everyone's upset, and then suddenly, like, they hear ding, ding, as numerous people come in the door, and they all look up and they go, what day is it? And then someone rips off a calendar, and it's June 1st, it's Pride Month, and being the only gay store in the whole town, they suddenly have massive success. <laughs> Damn, that's also pretty good. That's very good. <laughs> Happy Pride Month, folks. <laughs> but until then, where can people find you on the pirate ship? They can find they can find me below decks <laughs> down in the dark galleys of Twitter at Meg underscore danger, where I be tweeting pictures of me little cats of me own, my my own little beasts. Otherwise, you can follow me in the um the deep abyss where monsters are known to travel. At Tumblr, at <laughs> tum, at what's it? Meg, Meg, Meg probably. It's it's been a minute. I don't fucking know. Can you Yarr. imagine how fucking unhinged if that was just the way you did it every week? <laughs> it's just <laughs> always like that. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Scottymo, S C O T T Y E M O, and check out all the other podcasts. There's one where I be a wrestler, J W F wrestling. <laughs> ones where I talk about wrestling. Ones where I hunt ghosts with Megan called the Weird. Now I'm going Irish on the whole bit. affair. But if you go to jointoweird.com, you can find a whole podcast where we're hunting ghosts. <laughs> Sco 
Scotty and I be <laughs> taking part in a nostalgic 90s comedy horror podcast called The Weird, which she best be listening to. <laughs> You're in one. <laughs> yep. Yeah, this is just a fucked up Barbosa voice, I guess. <laughs> Actually, no, you know who it is? I realized a while ago that when I do a pirate voice, yeah. I'm doing I'm doing Nick Offerman's pirate voice from the Lego movie. And it's Metal oh my- Beard. You are right. That is. Uh, someone on Twitter today was complaining about like getting misgendered and having people ask their gender earlier. And I have come up with the best uh, answer, which is I be on an ever recurring journey to discover me gender. And now I see you've joined me on that journey as well. Tips, pirate hat. Fucked. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> So that's a fun, anyone out there who's mad about getting misgendered, that's how you follow it up right there. It's going to be really awkward when I bring that up at the next Zoom meeting at work. (laughs) (laughs) And why I pull out that pirate hat midway through the meeting. Thanks be to best day. (laughs) I love that it takes you out every time. (laughs) We're making the music that lets you know the podcast is setting sail and that the podcast is coming back into dock. If you like it, you can hear more of it at soundcloud.com slash best hyphen day. If you want to support the show and get early access, you can do it at patreon.com slash a lord of BS. That's the website where you can support us. And as soon as the show gets edited, it gets flung into your filthy little RSSS feeds. Meanwhile, the rest of the landlubbers got to wait till next Thursday to have the show come aboard, Captain. <laughs> Pirate boat <laughs> and pick up your booty at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. We be having shirt and they're all we, bad. We be having shirt. <laughs> we, be, we be doing shirt on the website and it's good. You can get it at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Ocean waves, Pacific rims. <laughs> Pirate life is the life for me, as you can tell. Lime wire. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, drummer from Metallica. I've got your Napster songs. (laughs) 